breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, much of this show today centers around Commonwealth Stadium. Connor McDavid was there today. No, he's not auditioning to play defensive back for your Edmonton Elks. He was there with Steve Mayer from the National Hockey League as the hype is already starting to build for next month's Heritage Classic. I can tell you this, new tickets released for the game tomorrow at 1 o'clock Mountain Time, ticketmaster.ca backslash Heritage Classic. Uh, so check that out for the game Sunday, October 29th. Of course, it's the Oilers and the Flames, 20th anniversary of the NHL's first big stadium outdoor game, the uh, Oilers and the Canadians, back in November of 2003. So more tickets for the Heritage Classic going on sale tomorrow. We're going to have some cuts from Connor McDavid in a couple of minutes here. I also had a really interesting one-on-one chat with Steve Mayer, works for the NHL as their chief content officer, also is the executive producer for the Heritage Classic. This is a, a career creative, energetic gentleman. So I really want you to stick around for this interview. And of course, the Elks practicing today at Commonwealth Stadium as they get ready for an absolute must win on Saturday against the Calgary Stampeders. The Labor Day rematch is on 6.30, Chet. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff and the game will start at 5. I'm not trying to sell you snake oil here. Uh, I'm calling it a must win. Even if they win, it probably won't be enough for the Elks uh, to make the postseason, but a a loss would absolutely extinguish their hopes. A win would at least keep a small flame flickering, and it would make everybody feel a little bit better because uh, beating Calgary is something the Elks have not done very often in the last few years. You'll hear from Trey Ford and Chris Jones as we move along tonight. Trey Ford is going to offer his own analysis on that amazing run he had in the second half against the Calgary Stampeders on Labor Day. But we uh, start with a little bit with Connor McDavid. So the way it worked today uh, on the uh, the elevated platform overlooking the south end zone at Commonwealth Stadium, McDavid and Mayer came out. They sort of bantered for a while. Mayer asked McDavid some questions. Uh, McDavid was very comfortable today. Uh, I thought uh, showed a lot of personality. Was uh, a little less reserved than he than he usually is. Uh, just seemed very uh, very at ease, very comfortable, sort of being the front man for this event. Uh, then they took some questions from uh, the WAGs and the media, and then uh, he did a bit of a scrum, and uh, these are where these cuts are from because that was more uh, hockey-focused type stuff. And one of the questions for McDavid, of course, you knew it was coming. Well, Connor, you got three years left on your contract. Leon has two years left on his contract. How much urgency do you feel to win that cup before those contracts start expiring? Feel a sense of urgency every single year. Um, doesn't matter contracts or anything. That I feel like our our, our opportunity um, is here and now. Um, just with the, the age of our group and, like I said, kind of the, the stages that we've kind of gone through and the steps. Um, I feel like. Um, yeah, I feel like I said. I feel really good about our group. I feel like everybody's in their prime. 
All right. So, and I, I don't think that those players are going to specifically talk about their contracts much over the next uh, couple of years. And I still think it's very probable that both of them wind up staying uh, Edmonton Oilers. But of course, until they can, until they actually can sign new contracts, and you can't sign an extension until you actually get into the last year of your contract. So next summer we could be talking about a dry settle extension. But that's what McDavid uh, had to say when asked about that, about the window perhaps getting a little bit smaller to to win with. The, the two big guys on the team. McDavid was also uh, asked to, to look back a few months later on the playoff loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. It was a, a collection of little mistakes that add up to, to losing the series, uh, in my opinion. Looking at looking back, you know, we're sitting there in game five, you know, five minutes left in the second and uh, in a real good place, you know, on the road, up by a goal, feeling good about ourselves and, you know, find a way to be down to heading into the, the, the third period. It's a, um, it's a collection of mistakes um, throughout the series that, like I said, add up to a series loss and something that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fix uh, throughout the course of a year. All right, a little bit there from uh, McDavid as the Oilers, and they are skating, of course, the training camp a couple weeks away. They've been on the ice at Rogers Place. Not the entire team, but a fair chunk of players for the, the captain skates, the informal sessions, whatever you want to call them. One of the big stories for OEG this summer was Jeff Jackson coming on board as the uh, CEO of Hockey Operations. Used to be Connor McDavid's agent. Uh, 97 asked about that today. Yeah, I'm excited about Jack's, uh, you know, taking the role. Um, you know, I, I've, I've worked with Jack since I was 15 years old. I, I, I know, you know, what he thinks and, and how he sees uh, teams and organizations and all that. And obviously he's... he's he, uh, he knows our group uh, in and out just uh, with, uh, you know, obviously me being here and, and him paying attention to, to what the Oilers have been up to. So he knows the group well. You know, he's tight with uh, with some of the guys and, and um, you know, excited for him to take on the role. I think he's going to do a great job and, and putting together the organization and, and, uh, and running it how he sees fit. Yeah, obviously a strong relationship between those two gentlemen and, of course, Connor Brown. Connor McDavid's teammate with the Erie Otters. He signed as a free agent this summer. Uh, really excited about that. Yeah, I think uh, you can't have, uh, you can never have too many guys like like Brownie. I think uh, he plays the game very similar to, to Zach Hyman. You know, just very tenacious and a good guy in the room. Um, super competitive. Um, wants to win at all costs, and you can never have too many too many of those guys. All right, and uh, yeah, Stoff was asking me about uh, projections for Connor Brown. I, th- I think if Connor, if Connor Brown can get 20 goals or more, that'll be a pretty good season for him wherever he slots into the Oilers lineup. Thanks for checking out the show tonight. Of course, happy to hear from you. The hotline is presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way, 780-496-0063. You can send us an email, insidesports at 630ched.com on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. I'm at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. So that was McDavid speaking today at Commonwealth Stadium. The Heritage Classic is October 29th. Again, more tickets on sale tomorrow at 1 o'clock, ticketmaster.ca backslash Heritage Classic. And the guy in charge of putting on the show, the executive director from the NHL of the Heritage Classic, is Steve Mayer. I had a chance to chat with him at the stadium. Well, I'm going to start with the weather question, because on October 29th, it could be any of the four seasons in Edmonton. So how prepared will you be for all four? I, I hope it's the season of fall right. and not winter. Listen, we, we've seen it all in these outdoor games. 
cold, sun, snow, rain, you know, and we're ready. And, um, you know, we move the game up. Uh, you know, we feel October 29th puts us in a really good spot. Um, we have the best in the world at making ice. And we're, we're pretty confident, although you're right. You never know what you're going to get in Edmonton. This stadium, I assume you've checked it out here before, but, uh, you know, it's it's been here since the Commonwealth Games in, in the late 70s. Uh, as you take in this spectacle, what do you see the specific opportunities here at Commonwealth? It's a big stadium. You know, and one of the things that we always just get wowed by is the amount of field space. Like, you know, when we're in the U.S., you got a football field that's 100 yards, and it's tight. It's really tight. And here... It's just giant. You know, this is a beautiful stadium, though, and the facilities that we will have to work with are outstanding. So, again, a lot of, you know, a lot of real positives here. This is, in Canada, this is the premier stadium, and you know, and, and we're looking forward to putting, putting things together that we normally do, the field design, you know, the, the locker room areas, some of the facilities that we kind of enhance you don't need to enhance them too much because Commonwealth is quite excellent. Yeah. I know the first time you and I talked uh, was when you were here for the bubble. So talk about a totally different experience. Nobody to 50,000, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, I'll tell you, we used to come, one of the one of the field trips that we were allowed to do was to come to Commonwealth Stadium and literally just run around. And, you, you know, this was, this was our safe haven. This was the most beautiful place in the world for us because we were able to run around the track or just sit down in the sun and it was a chance to get out of the bubble but be safe. We love this place. Everybody who was in the bubble remembers Commonwealth from that experience and uh, yes, this is very different. I love, I'll tell you, every time we come back to Edmonton, it's for me like the most incredible experience because again, being in a cage for 90 something days and and knowing that, you know, oh, I wonder what that restaurant is like, and I wonder what that's like, or the restaurants that were inside to go back and visit them, like yeah. District 102 and Chop Steakhouse. These are places that were inside the bubble that we ate every night at. Right. So, you know, this was quite the experience. Now that we're two years removed from the bubble, it's one of the greatest memories I'll ever have in my life. I, I enjoyed our, our couple interviews in the past. And I, and I enjoy talking to you because, like, you got to have ideas. You're like, you're almost one of those guys. Like, you got to top yourself. Like, if I had 20 fireworks last game, I got to have 30 next game to simplify it. Where do you, where, 35. 35. But where do you get your ideas? Like, do you have people you trust, you lean on too? Do you watch other leagues, other sports? I watch. Yeah, no. You know what? Um, I, I watch. I'm an avid sports fan. I'm an avid entertainment fan. You know, I, I watch concerts and award shows and and I, I, like you 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 can't just be singular focused you, you've got to expand your world there's a lot going on out there there's a lot that we're competing against in the world of hockey and you've got to know what others are doing you got to see the trends you got to go on social media you got to hear what people from 80 to 8 are talking about and and, and you react to that but you know 
ideas just come to me like and and they come in the middle of the night they come when you're in the shower they and you just and you got to just sort of take a chance every once in a while on an idea I think a lot of people have ideas but they don't want to have the the, the the venue or the opportunity to, to put them into motion I have that I'm willing to take a chance I'm willing to throw a few things against the wall because I truly believe most of the things I throw against the wall will stick that's how I think others don't think that way and so you know I have you know a, a, the great form or, or canvas to, to, to be able to paint a few pictures and, and hope that you know people like them so do you want to I'll, I'll, I don't know if you'll answer this or not will there be some unique uh, Edmonton or Alberta themed imagery or theming to this since it is the two Alberta teams the answer is yes and you will find this out in the coming weeks uh, yeah we're, we're gonna lean in heavily to to where we are we always do and, and there's a lot that this area of the world has to offer and it's and and our goal always is to show off where we are to the rest of the world that's the philosophy yeah sometimes it becomes cliche for those in Edmonton but you have to realize that what we put on the show we put on goes around the world and it's so important this is an incredible city I love it um, our, our team loves it and it's our goal and our job to show it off to the rest of the world and and, and some things that you know people here know are all about Edmonton you know we're we're going to put those things into motion, whether it's field design, it's in some of the traditions that we're going to bring to life on the field. Um, we're going to, we've, we've got a lot of good ideas. We're, we're, we're excited about what we're going to do on October 29th. And little by little, we'll dribble out more information. I'm not going to tell you anything today. That's as much as you're getting. All right. That is uh, Steve Mayer, who is the executive director of the Heritage Classic, chief content officer for the NHL. Loved talking to him, loved hearing how he gets his ideas and about going to Commonwealth Stadium a lot to exercise and get outside when he was here for the bubble back in the summer of 2020. And uh, as he said there at the end, I said, is there going to be Edmonton or Alberta imagery and theming? because it's in Edmonton, it's two Alberta teams. And he said, yes, but he can't tell me yet. But I think we all know what it means, everybody. The Talus Balls have to be at the game. They got to move the Talus Balls inside uh, Commonwealth Stadium for the game. And big, a uh, big picture of West Edmonton Mall on the ice. I think those are the only two things that I could think of. I don't know, Kellen. Uh, yeah, that's the two that come to mind. I, yeah. I, think the, I think the Talus Balls should perform the ceremonial face-off. I think that's the only option. Just roll them out. <laughs> Just roll them out and have them drop the puck. 780-496-0063. Uh, we're off to a flying start here. we still got some elk stuff coming up. You're going to hear from Trey Ford. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Hi, this is Darnell Nurse from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Oh, yeah. Ben Halen. Love. Why can't we talk about love, David Lee? 
All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. This portion of the show presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. 780-496-0063. Kellen Kennedy, what do we have? Uh, we got a text in from Ricky. Hello, uh, Ricky. He texts in and says, what's your take on the Oilers overtime free on free record last year during the regular season, obviously. Uh, hopefully they are working on it to start the year off to once again dominate. It cost them first place last year having to play L. LA in round one, which led to a big adjustment in round two versus the Knights' style. I think that they were just tired having played most of the last few minutes of regular time, so some coaching and player adjustments could help. Thoughts? Uh, I think you would have to be... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Incredibly stupid not to start overtime with McDavid and Dreisaitl together. Now watch Woody not do it the first overtime. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yes, I understand what you're saying, especially if the Oilers are trying to tie the game. Uh, I guess what was the one? They tied late against Florida. I just brought up all their overtime games from last year. They won their first two overtime games. Then they lost eight in a row. Uh, then they won three of their last four. They were five and nine in overtime. I, I think you would expect the Oilers to win at least half their overtime games. Um, now, some of those obviously would, would have wound up going to shootouts uh, or there would have been other games that would have wound up going to shootouts. I will say this to and Ricky, I'm not saying this to be dismissive or mean. I think for me, if you're asking me how I feel, that'd be one of the last things I think about. Uh, yes, it, you can you can argue if they would have won a couple more overtimes, they get in first. Uh, Vegas went 13 and nine in overtime. Again, this doesn't include shootouts. Um, I mean, I think you got to start with McDavid and Drysital, and then they'll have another option now. I mean, if they want to use Connor Brown in that situation, the Oilers' overtime record while subpar last season in three on three. It, I guess it's not a big concern for me. But, you're, you're, I mean, you're right, Ricky. There are points available there, and, you, and it's about winning. It's not about getting a point for losing in overtime. Um, but I, I just I just think they have so much talent that the, it could easily flip the other way this year. You know, as we've seen, sometimes winning the opening faceoff uh, means everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a quick one from Douglas here before we head off the news. Uh, he says they should have the iconic Bob and Doug McKenzie drop the puck for the opening face-off at the Heritage Classic. Reed, what do you think? I, I think that's a great idea. Who's ever still uh, alive from SCTV? We were talking about John Candy on the show last week. So, yeah, get in some SCTV alum to drop the puck. It was filmed in Edmonton, right? Uh, what was it, around 1980? Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Or Bob and Doug have the, the statue there in Ice District. Yeah, why, why not? They'll probably go even more hardcore Edmonton than that, I would think. But I, I like that suggestion for sure. Okay. Blue Jays played this afternoon. They uh, lost 5-2 to the Athletics. Uh, Reed Clark from the Edmonton Stingers, one of the owners and uh, president of the team. We had him on the show several times over the last couple of years. He has decided to step away from the franchise. We'll have a little bit more on Trey Ford and the Elks when we get back. 